the Sixers win 130 to 114 against the Indiana Pacers. I'm Jerry Green from Philly Sports Talk here with Coy Camisholi. We're here to recap that monstrous win against the Pacers, giving the Sixers a little bit of momentum with one game left before the All-Star break. How are you doing, Coy? I'm doing really good. Uh, just a blowout brings a smile to my face. Yeah, it was a very fun game to watch. In particular, I think that second quarter when there was just like a stretch of play where it would be like Ben Simmons steals, Shake Milton broke someone's ankles and hit a jumper. Uh, Matisse Thibault caught a lob alley-oop. It, like, it was just constant, like, five, six, seven possessions in a row where something crazy just happened. It was just so much fun to watch as a Sixers fan. Yeah, just this game wasn't ever close through, like, I would say three minutes to the third quarter around that. Like, it was just – it was an absolute blow. It was never close. The bench – got so many minutes most or a couple of the bench players got more minutes than starters and that shows something speaking of the bench jerry 67 points obviously the numbers are inflated a little bit but 67 bench points there headlined by shake milton's 26 and Burkhan's 19 yeah let's talk about shake milton because he had a great game um he's been having a good he's just a good basketball player like the things he does that don't necessarily get recorded on the stat sheet. Like he's not a liability on defense. He can hold his own against pretty much anyone. If he gets like a, a good score or shot creator switched onto him, it doesn't necessarily guarantee an easy bucket. Um, he can play, make and just get guys some open looks. It a, a thing that people talk about a lot is like the hockey assist where like a guy drives and then kicks it out. And then there's a swing pass and then another shooter hits an open three. I feel like shake Milton has a lot of those. Um, which obviously don't get recorded on the stat sheet for him. Um, but he's just a good player overall, gets the free throw line a lot. Um, apart from like Simmons and Embiid, he's probably leading the team in free throw attempts. I, I would have to check that, but I feel pretty confident saying that. Uh, 26 last night on March 1st, and guess what happened in March 1st, 2021? That was when he had his 39-point game, I think it was, against the Clippers. Or 2020, rather. Sorry, I'm getting my years mixed up, but uh, that – that's Clippers game um, where the Sixers ended up losing. I think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were out, but they made it interesting. Shake Millen hit some big shots. He had like 39 points. Um, 26 last night, 9 of 14 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. The stats look good. Yeah, Shake is just – Shake is one of those players where you put him on any team, he's going to do well off the bench. Starters-wise, I don't know. We had never really seen him in this starter role, but – I, I really do like Shake. I, I just want to see him get more minutes. I want to I want him to be the sixth man. I mean, he already does get enough minutes. But, like, in the future, you know, a Danny Green or Seth Curry having off days, I want Shake starting. Shake is just just a threat whenever he's on the court to score. And it's so, it's so good to have because when Embiid's not having his way or Simmons is not getting to the cup as much, it's good to have one of those guys. And, yeah, 9 of 14, 3 of 5 from 3, that's – almost as efficient as it gets. Yeah, he just played really well, fried a lot of spark off the bench. I think he was the main reason why we won. Um, just in that second quarter, he was, like like I said, that run that we went on, after that it felt like the game was pretty much over, and he was one of the guys that, that was contributing to that a lot. Um, another bench guy who played pretty well, Furcon Korkmaz, he was only 6 of 14 from the field, but all of those made field goals were three-pointers. He had 19 points, at, and 
he just caught fire. And this is what Furcon does. Everyone, I saw a lot of Sixers fans demanding that we cut him or release him uh, or trade him, take away all his minutes. I, I mean, he, his minutes did get reduced for a little bit when he was having that rough stretch. Um, but it, this is just what Furcon does. He's going to go through rough patches where he just can't make a three-pointer to save his life. But he's also going to go through patches where he makes five threes in a row and puts the other team to bed. And, like, last night was one of those nights. Yeah, and we talked about it before we started recording that we were both kind of mad just from the way with that everybody was saying that Furcon needs to get cut, traded, and all this dumb stuff. Uh, Sixers fans, if you're listening to this and you were the one of those people saying that, you were either joking about it or you really just don't know the Sixers that well. Uh, Furcon... It doesn't hurt us if he has to – I mean, it will hurt the team a little bit, but we'll give those minutes away to somebody else. I mean, we don't have to trade and cut him and do all this stuff that you were saying. Like, give him a little bit, let him perform in practice and put him back in. That's exactly what Doc really did, and he's a big part to this win, 6-13 from 3, 46%. So if you're one of the Sixers fans, I advise you to uh, maybe a little, learn a little bit more about Furcon. But – now let's look at some of the starters. Uh, not running notable performances because nobody had over 28 minutes. Simmons, 18 points, 6 boards, 7-11 from the field. Embiid, 24 points, 13 boards, 10-17 from the field. It's another good night for the Kia MEP favorite. Uh, Seth Curry and Danny Green, they didn't really do much, but they really didn't take many shots. They combined for 4-11 and only 2-8 of eight from 3. So streaky shooters as usual. And Jared, let's talk about Mike Scott for a little bit. Yeah, Scott was also perfect from the field, 4-4, four, 3-3 four, three, three from 3. And let me tell you, I think this guy is really underrated just amongst the Sixers fan base. Um, it, it, Like, everyone knows that he's, like, a high-energy guy and he's like, has a positive impact on the team, but I haven't really seen that, um, seen people praise him for that recently. And not only that, but his, his play on the floor has been pretty good too. He got the start in absence of Tobias tonight. Um, and he played really well. He missed a lot of the first part of the season with injury, so I guess that's one reason why he's not on many people's radar. But I, I t- I'll tell you this. I see him thrown around a lot in like these mock trades for Kyle Lowry or whoever. Um, I just, I'm not sure if we necessarily have to include, like, obviously to match contracts, and uh, if the Raptors want him, then they can have him if they're, gi- if they're giving us Kyle Lowry. But if we're just throwing him in there to match the salaries and the Raptors don't really need him, I, I don't see why we should do that. He's a, a valuable player who can be a part of this rotation. You look at most teams generally play an eight-man rotation in the playoffs. So you look at our starting five, Simmons, Embiid, Harris, Curry, Green. Obviously, for trading for Lowry, it's pretty much inevitable that Danny Green is traded somewhere. Um, so – if you take him out and swap him for Lowry, that's your starting five. And then you got Shake Milton off the bench. And then the, the other two spots are kind of up for grabs. We could see some other trades with guys like George Hill, Nemanja Bielicic. But Mike Scott right now, he's definitely in that seventh or eighth man spot. He, he should be getting minutes in the playoffs unless if we see some a few big additions to the team. He's just a good player on both ends of the floor. Yeah, there's, like you said, they are up for grabs. You know, Korkmaz, depending on how he's doing and if he can be a playoff player, you know, Thibault, if he increases his offense a little bit, he can definitely be in that. And I think he will get minutes. 
no matter if he doesn't increase his offense, because I can definitely see him just coming in for possessions in playoff games. And then obviously you have to include a big, like Dwight Howard will probably be in that mix too. But yeah, Mike Scott, only 24 minutes, finished 11 points and those four steals, like I said, like you said, four, four from the field. That's what we like to see. Uh, Let's transition to the Pacers. And there's really not much to talk about at all. You know, I'll breeze through the pace really quick. DeMontis Sabonis, he got put into the All-Star game as a replacement uh, for Kevin Durant. Obviously, it's not going to start. You know, Malcolm Brogdon, he missed the All-Star team. Miles Turner, he only had one block. So, for his standards, that's not that much. But I just love watching TJ McConnell play. It's always good to see him in Philly again. Yeah, and by the way, I think I completely disagree with Sabonis getting into the All-Star game. I think that Jimmy Butler, first of all, should have made it over him. And there's been some reports that he was invited, but he didn't want to go. I, an NBA spokesperson has denied it, but there's some pretty credible sources saying it. So I have no clue what's going on there. But And, and also, he did miss a lot of the season with injuries slash COVID, but he's been great, and the Heat have been pretty good since he came back. So I, I think he, is first of all, should have been over him. And then you look at guys like Bam Adebayo, probably could have been in over him. Tobias Harris, maybe. Um, Dre Young. And I know Trey Young plays a different position, but positions don't really matter when you get to like the last spot in the All Star game. So I think that Sabonis didn't really deserve it. He's having an all right season. He's a good player, um, but I just don't agree with that All Star selection, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. He probably would have been the third choice, but I think they looked at his numbers and that's how they chose it. Just that's really the only reasonable thing I could say. You know, he's averaging twenty one points, eleven boards, and six assists, but that's I wouldn't put him in the All-Star game over some of those other players. But last thing, Edmund Summer. <laughs> sure, a lot of you guys had never heard of his name before. Had 18 points, so career night off the bench. And some of those bench players uh, got a lot of minutes considering that it was a blowout. But 76 is win, 130 to 114. They improved to 23 and 12. Pacers fall to 15 and 18. And they have definitely hit a little winning drought so far midway through this year. The Nets ended up beating the Spurs by 11 in overtime last night, so we maintain a half-game lead over them and a game-and-a-half over the Bucks. Yeah, so as we wrap this up, the Sixers' next game against Utah at home on Wednesday night. Uh, that'll be their last game before the All-Star break, but thank you for listening. Um, go Sixers. Thank you.